1: Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Thursday. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you're having a very, very good start to your day or end to your day, depending on where you're watching this. And I'm sure you probably are anyway, after what we all witnessed last night at the Emirates. 6-0, Arsenal running out comfortable winners in the Champions League against Lons to not only book their spot as group winners, of group B and go through to the knockout stages but do it in such convincing style that I think pretty much the whole of Europe would have probably sat up and take notice of exactly what was going on at the Emirates. We've all been worrying about Arsenal's attack discussing Arsenal's attack how they're struggling to create chances and score goals. Well, I think we saw when teams don't park the bus put 10 players behind the ball. We saw just how destructive this Arsenal team can be last night and they were very, very destructive indeed. So plenty to talk about. We'll look at some of the big talking points from that game. We'll look at what Mikael had to say. I will do my player ratings as well. So let's get stuck and in, stuck into what was a really, really fun night. And it's absolutely freezing cold night. I'm still freezing now from it, I think. <laughs> Got home last night and honestly, I just could not warm up. It was so, so cold there last night but Arsenal were red hot on the pitch certainly six goals six different goal scorers five nil up at halftime it was just an absolute demolition job from Mikel Arteta's side so so good from the off Lens just had no way of dealing with them really especially in that first half when Arsenal just absolutely put them to the sword like I said there's been lots of discussion hasn't there In the build-up to this game, sort of post-Brentford, well, all season really, not just post-Brentford, all season, about Arsenal's struggles in attack, how they're not firing on all cylinders, how they need to improve, they need to create more chances, they need to be more clinical. Well, you know, yesterday was a prime example, and not just yesterday. I think so far in this Champions League, Arsenal have just come up against teams who, unlike in the Premier League, they're not sitting in, they're not doing what Brentford did at the weekend what pretty much every single team have done so far this season and just put park 10 players behind the ball. They're attacking Arsenal a little bit. They're giving Arsenal a little bit of space. And you could call that foolish. It probably is foolish because we've seen in the Premier League, Arsenal are struggling to deal with the really, really low block. But in Europe so far, PSV came and tried to go toe-to-toe with Arsenal, got hammered 4-0. Lons last night came, went toe-to-toe with Arsenal, got done 6-0. Sevilla were a little bit more defensive, but even they ended up getting picked apart, losing 2-0, and it could have been more. It was just a really, really excellent night yesterday. Really lots of fun to watch everyone chipping in and scoring goals. And it was really interesting. The The lineup yesterday, you had Havertz, Odegaard, Jesus, Martinelli, and Saka all playing to each other. You would say, probably, certainly at the start of the season, that's Arsenal's or Mikel Arteta's front five. That's his preferred front five if everyone's fit. But yesterday, that was the first time they'd played a single minute together, all in the same team, starting a match together. And they went and scored five goals in five, in the first half and all of them scored, uh, which certainly bodes well for the future, you would hope. And there was just so much to like about that Arsenal performance. From the moment Kai Havertz scored, to put them ahead, from... Um, Gabriel Jesus is not down. really good to see Havertz sort of back up that goal against Brentford, get another one. Really excellent performance. I'll talk a little bit about Kai Havertz later on in the game. When I thought it was his best performance in an Arsenal shirt yesterday. You could just see the confidence coming back into him, which is really, really positive. But from the second he scored that goal, it almost just felt like a, a thing. You know, how many were Arsenal going to get? It was that kind of question. It wasn't like, all oh, this could be a tough night. PSV had just won in dramatic style against Sevilla, which had put a little bit more pressure on Arsenal, it kind of looked for a long time yesterday, Arsenal were just going to need to draw to go through his group winners. But then PSV got that injury time goal that meant Arsenal had to win to make sure there was no jeopardy on that final game at PSV. Would that put a bit of pressure on Arsenal? Certainly didn't show it with that performance. Just really good to see the first goal went in and that just set the tone for the uh for the rest of the afternoon and it just turned into a really convincing Arsenal win. 14 shots, eight on target. Five of those went in. Very, very very, very clinical. Lon's actually having a bit more possession than Arsenal, more passes, which again just kind of shows when teams come out and actually don't just park the bus and don't just let Arsenal have the ball and knock the ball around and uh try and find a way through Arsenal can just be so, so thrilling and they can be they can just cut through teams. And we just saw that with the pace of some of their transition play and the goals. You look at the fifth goal for Martin Odegaard, you know, Lons had that high on the pitch. Suddenly they lose it. Saka gets it and just goes. Tomi Asu on the overlap with the cross. Odegaard with the finish. You think of Martinelli's goal. Tomi Asu with that fizz ball out wide to him. Suddenly, bang, one on one against the fullback. Arsenal just relish that type of space. It's what these attacking players thrive on. And um, and they showed last night. If you get any sort of space, then they will do damage to anyone. And um, yeah, <laughs> if only we saw that week in week out in the Premier League. But it was just a really fun performance from Arsenal. And uh, one you can see that Mikel Arteta, understandably, was very very happy with. It's uh, what I say on the match being what uh, on the match being a game you dream of. He said, "I didn't even dream like this, but we had the chance to qualify." today and become top of the group and we've done it in a really convincing way against a really good side and I think the team right from the beginning showed a lot of aggression and determination to go for the game. Everything happened in the right way, especially in the first 30 minutes and that was really helpful to win this game. We was asked if whether the victory was a statement, Um, victory in the Champions League. He said, I think it's great we're able to win this way but I think consistently we have shown at home not to concede any goals and to score a lot of goals and that's a really positive factor. Those players need to have those experiences and believe that we can do it against big opponents. Now let's wait. We have to park it in February. Um, uh, We have to park it and in February, we'll know who we're facing and let's see how we are in the moment. I think it's just, the victory was just so, so important to be able to go to PSV in a couple of weeks' time and just had nothing on that game. You know, Mikel now, he was asked about it in a press conference, are you just going to rest everyone for that game? And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll wait and see how we are going into that game. I don't think he'll rest everyone, but, you know, you, you you make wholesale changes for that game. There is no risk on that game, no jeopardy on that game. You don't risk anyone, really. You know, I, I say you won't make wholesale changes. He potentially could make eleven changes in that game. There'll still be quite strong players out there. Um, but I mean, you why would you risk Declan Rice? Why would you risk Saliba, Gabriel, uh, Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, all those sort of players? Why would you risk them in that game? That's what yesterday's winners allowed Mikel Arteta to go there to Holland and just do whatever he wants. And it's a really, really excellent position to be in. It's four years. Yesterday was four years. Pretty much exactly four. It was four years to the day since Emery got sacked was yesterday. And I was talking to the guy sitting next to me in the stadium last night, and they were, meant that the two of them were, to, were talking about the Frankfurt game. I don't know if you remember It's when Kamada scored twice. It was the night before Emery got sacked, and Arsenal lost 2-1 to Frankfurt in basically a half-empty Emirates Stadium. It was just the most miserable of nights. They'd gone about 12 games without a win or whatever it was at that point. They were just losing games non-stop. Fans weren't turning up. And it was just a horrible night, that Frankfurt night, a really, really horrible night that anyone who was there will remember how low the club felt, how poor the club felt and broken the club felt. And then just to wind the clock forward exactly four years to last night, to in this vibrant stadium for a team who are top of the Premier League, who are going through as group winners with a game to spare in the Champions League, with the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Odegaard just ripping it up, it was just I was just sitting standing there thinking Arsenal—they've come such a long way in just four years—and um, I just it kept going through my mind last night thinking about that and thinking about that Frankfurt game, and um, it's just a really nice place to be. It's a nice place to be as an Arsenal fan to to see where the club is now and the way they're moving and the direction they're moving and the players they've got and how united everyone is. It was a yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get that head. Couldn't get that out of my head last night. Um, on the win and the sort of attacking prowess that Arsenal play, uh, played with last night, Mikel was asked about the confidence that that result can give the players. And he said with him, Saka and everybody, Gabriel Jesus as well, in tremendous form in the Champions League. Today we shared six different goal scorers. So that's great for the team that it has that capacity. Kai scored. Two goals in two games. That's really good for the confidence of the players. He was asked, to, but then about asked, you know, have a scoring twice in a row. Said, yes, yeah, scoring goals, playing well, participating in those wins. Those are the pos- positive attributes you've seen. The reception of the teammates, the crowds singing his name and being with him in every positive action that he's had. Those are the good things that are going to help him show why he's a tremendous player. It was then asked if that midfield three of Rice. Odegaard and Havertz was his ideal first choice. He said, well, I think we have other options and in relation to the opponents we are facing, we have today. We were really attacking because we played with Alex as well in the back line and we needed it because we wanted to approach the game to win it and be very dominant from the beginning and I think we've achieved that. Fair play to Kai Havertz. I thought that was his best game in an Arsenal shirt yesterday. Um Obviously, he came on at his big moment against Brentford, but you know he only been on the pitch for ten minutes. He started yesterday, and I thought he was really influential throughout. Obviously, he got the first goal, which sort of set the ball rolling. I thought he was really good for the third goal when he won the ball in midfield, drove forward, played the ball to Jesus, who obviously had the shot, and then Saka scored. There was just a lot of there was a lot of intensity and drive about Haberts throughout the game yesterday. He was getting in diff in good positions. He was getting himself on the ball. He was wanting the ball when he was on it. He was protecting it. That bit in the second half when he was down in front of the North Bank, he did some really nice skill over in the corner, drove into the box and set up a good chance for Odegaard. That's the sort of thing you want to see from Kai Havertz. And I thought it was a really positive performance from him last night, making things happen and setting the tone, which is the crucial thing as well. And just as an attacking unit, Arsenal just looked so much better yesterday. You know, Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, obviously not having that much space in the Premier League when they have the space they had last night. They can just be so destructive, score so many so many goals. I mean, for Jesus now, that's four goals in four games in the Champions League this season. What a fantastic start to the campaign it's been for him. Bakayi Saka now is the leading player in the Champions League group stages in terms of goal contributions, seven goal contributions he's got now in the group stage. I think it's four goals and three assists or three goals and four assists. I think this is a player who's never played in the Champions League before and he's just hit the ground running in this competition like a, and taken to it like a duck to water. just says an awful lot about him and his quality and how good Arsenal are and how these young players just, there's no fear. They haven't gone to the Champions League and been sort of taken aback by the occasion and the sort of spectacle of all well, they've just hit the ground running. Same for Martinelli and it's really, really good. I thought it was really nice that Odegaard scored that fifth goal as well. Important for him. I think you could see there was a little bit of relief in his celebration brilliant goal by the way fantastic finish from Odegaard but the move and uh, the move that led to it was excellent as well and um you know Mikel talks about the confidence there and you would hope that that really does give them the confidence going into this weekend the weekend's game against Wolves. The issue is they're playing Wolves and we know Wolves are very, very good defensively. They're very tight. They don't give much away. That's what they've been. the. That's what's been the bedrock of their success over the last few years since they've come into the Premier League. They've had different managers, but they've all stuck with this, um, you know, very sort of defensive setup, and then hit on the counter. So Arsenal are not going to have the type of space at the weekend that they had last night. That's obvious, you know, Wolves, Wolves and anyone in the Premier League, will look at what Arsenal did yesterday and be like that. That's why we don't go to the Emirates and open up. That's why we play like Brentford played at the weekend. So Arsenal are going to have to deal tactically very, very differently at the weekend with what Wolves are going to offer than what Lon's offered last night. But so I think that's <laughs> I said to my dad during the game, yesterday, I was like, you just got to enjoy this sort of thing because you know at the weekend it's not going to happen. It's going to be a completely different game. And um, yeah, that first half was special. I did say to my dad at half time, I was like, I don't think we'll score. I think it'll be five nil full time. You could just tell the second half was going to go the way it did. You're never going to play with that sort of intensity again. You're not going to push yourself. You don't need to. Mikel made some changes at halftime. He swapped the fullbacks, which I could understand him doing. I was hoping to see Wanieri or Miles Lewis-Skelly come on. And, you know, I sort of looked at it. I was like, oh, do you really need to be bringing on Reese Nelson already in Ketia or Jorginho in this game when it's 5-0 and the the job's done? Could you have played someone else? But then I suppose those players, they still want their minutes. They still need their minutes. They are the senior players. You would look at that PSV game coming up when there's nothing on that i think that's probably a better opportunity for some of the, the youngsters to come on in the second half because the main the likes of nelson and ketia those sort of players you think would start the game at psv and then the substitutes in the second half could be some youngsters where we could see some debuts uh coming into it jesus got man of the match i'll go through my player ratings in a minute to, to end today's show um I just loved what I saw from Jesus. I'd love what I've seen from Jesus in the Champions League season. You know, the intensity he plays with, the quality he plays with. I loved his finish, the little touch. I mean, Saka was brilliant for it, working, eventually getting the ball out to him, sort of the hard work that Saka put in to create that opportunity. But the finish, how calm Jesus was in front of goal was, uh, was really, really good. And, He's just been so impressive in the Champions League this season. You can give you could have given man in a match, and I will go through my play ratings. You could have given man of a match to about three or four players yesterday. But it was good to see Jesus get it. I thought he did thoroughly deserve it as well. Just a really, really good performance from a player who I'm convinced I've said I studied at the start of the season. I thought he was going to be the, the main man this season, and he was the guy who was going to fly. I thought he would score more than 20 goals this season sort of 2025 goals and I'm still sticking to that right now And I'm convinced he's going to ha- have a proper little purple patch very very soon okay so player ratings um obviously going to be very very high I, I got my predicted 11 right yesterday which I was very very happy with uh not the hardest predicted 11 to predict though I have to say I thought it was pretty obvious what the team was was going to be providing everyone was fit and no one had had any sort of issues in training that we didn't know about. But he, of course, went with Asu Saliba, Gabriel and Sinchenko as a back four. Then you had Rice, Odegaard, Havertz and Saka Jesus and Martinelli up front with David Raya coming in. In goal, David Raya, very solid game for David Raya. Didn't obviously have too much to do in terms of saves, but everything he did do, he did very, very well. His distribution was excellent. Played some really lovely passes through the lines. um, Gathered the ball when crosses came in very, very well. His handling was really safe. It was just a really, really good performance from David Raya. Gave him a seven. Tommy Asu, when I say lots of people could be named man of the match for this game, Tommy really could have been. I mean, he only played 45 minutes, but he was excellent. Tommy Asu, so, so impressive down that right-hand side, contributed heavily to two goals, got the assist for Odegaard, got the assist for Martinelli, two brilliant assists as well. I mean, I'm convinced he meant that for Martinelli. People are like, oh, did he mean that? Was he just clearing it? I think he's drilling that ball out wide to Martinelli. He knows Martinelli's there. I mean, everyone knows Martinelli's there. That's what he does. He hugs the touchline. And I think it was a really good ball, clever ball from Tommy Asu. So I gave Tommy Asu an eight. Excellent performance. Saliba, I'll give a seven. Had a little bit of trouble early on. A couple of times Saliba got done, uh, which is... It's, when it's Saliba getting done, you kind of, it takes you back. It really catches your attention because he very, very rarely gets spun and the player gets in behind him. But it happened on a couple of occasions yesterday. It didn't lead to anything. And he got back, used that pace to get back and cover the situation very, very well. But it was just whenever Saliba gets turned, you're like, wow, someone's actually turned Saliba. He's, cause he, it's just such a surprise because it, so, um, it just really doesn't happen very often at all, does it? So I gave Saliba a seven. Gabriel, I gave an eight. I thought Gabriel was really, really good. I loved the moment in the second half at 6-0. The last couple of minutes when they had a shot and Gabriel just threw himself in front of it and blocked it and then just celebrated in front of the clock end like he'd scored a goal. You know, he wanted that clean sheet. It was 6 0. The desire to just keep that clean sheet was just so, so apparent from him in that celebration. And you know, a lot of people would have switched off, game over at that point. You're just already thinking about getting in the warm on a freezing cold night, getting showered and going home. But he was just determined to keep that clean sheet and he showed it in that celebration. I thought he was excellent, Gabriel. So I gave him an eight. Zinchenko, I gave a seven. Uh, Odegaard, I gave a seven. Really good to see him get his goal. Odegaard, lovely, lovely finish as well. That was He made that look so much easier than it was that finish. Uh, so Odegaard gets a seven. Declan Rice, um, another really excellent display from Declan Rice. Going to give him a eight. Kai Havertz gets an eight from me as well. Set the ball rolling with that goal. Like I said, I think it was his best performance in an Arsenal shirt. Lots of intensity about him driving forward when he could making things happen wanting the ball thought it was a really good positive performance from Kai Havertz so gave him an 8 Saka gets an 8 seven goal contributions now for Saka in this Champions League campaign so far just remarkable stuff what did he do? it was it was his 5 year anniversary from his debut um leading up to this game from that game in Ukraine when he played in under Emery in the Europa League 5 years look at what he's become it's just a remarkable talent and he just does it week in week out and uh, yeah Fabulous again from Saka. I gave him an eight. Martinelli gave a seven I gave to Martinelli, which is probably a little bit harsh. Maybe deserved an eight. Took his goal so, so well. Um, Gabby caused lots of problems. Actually, no, I'm gonna give him I'm giving Gabby Martinelli. He's getting bumped. He's an eight as well. Gabby Gabriel Martinelli, of course, he's set up. Um no he didn't, did he? I'm, I was going to say he set up Jay, uh, Saka's goal. It was his shot that was saved that hit Saka, but I think it was Jesus, wasn't it? It wasn't Martinelli. Uh, so yeah, he gets an eight, and Jesus gets an eight, and I'm going to give I'm going to give Jesus my man of the match as well, um, just like UEFA did. I think it could have been anyone. It could have been Tommy Asu. He only played 45 minutes, which is probably the only reason I'm not giving it to Tommy Asu because I thought he had a really good first half. Could have been Saka. Could have been Jesus. You know, Havertz, Martinelli, whoever. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Jesus. Subs came on. Uh, Ben White and Kivior came on at half-time. I I really like Jakob Kivior. I really, really do. Every time I see him play, I think he looks like a really top player, top defender, top talent. can play left-back, centre-back. Technically, really, really good. So, I really like Kivior. I gave him and Ben White get sevens. Jorginho got the penalty to round things off at the end. Um, Came on late on Nelson. was Quite bright when he played. Eddie didn't really get involved in the game uh, too much, but... Uh, yeah, in terms of the subs, I'll only really mark White and George, uh, White and Kibio, because they were on for a large period of time. So they both get a seven as well. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Whatever you've heard or agreed with, you want to share your opinion on what you saw last night, what that could mean for the weekend, who played well, who impressed you, who should stay in the team. Let me know anything like that in the comments below. Myself and James Benj will be getting together a little bit later on today to record Inside Arsenal Extra Time, where we'll be talking a length, I imagine, about what happened last night, what it could mean for the weekend, or we'll preview walls, of course. Any questions you want, or anything you want us to discuss in that show, please do let me know. Again, leave the comments below. Start it with Extra Time, and then leave your comments below to get involved in that one. But until then, enjoy wherever you are around the world. Enjoy your Thursday. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Arsenal once again, as we head towards that big game against Wolves at the weekend. Have a great day, everyone. Speak to you soon.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,
1: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skide skidetræt alt alle de der podcasts, og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulige ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjovt spas med at have den her vidunderlige